You're listening to another episode of The Zag, continuing our series of bonus episodes featuring our 2020 NLC LA Engaged alums. James is here. We'll catch up with him, hear what he thinks of the session so far, hear what he's looking forward to as we round out the Engage experience this spring. So let's get to it. All right, James, two sessions in the books. What were your impressions so far of the Engage experience? It's been a great experience so far. I've really enjoyed especially the conversations and just kind of these deep reflections on these crucial and very pressing social justice issues with peers and you know colleagues across issue areas all over LA. And then in terms of the two topics, we've done education, we've done affordable housing and homelessness. Anything surprise you about how the conversations uh, went, what directions they, they, they took? What kind of things did you learn? I think a lot of what has stood out for me from this experience so far has been just the the insight and, and the wisdom of the guest speakers we've been able to meet with, you know, especially this past week, talking about affordable housing and homelessness issues it happens to be a focus of the work that I've been doing for the last couple of years. Um, getting to hear from this guy named Theo, who himself is an activist and is currently unhoused. Uh, who has a podcast of his own uh, called We the Unhoused, um, uplifting the voices of, of his own experience and, and friends in his own community who are themselves unhoused, hearing uh, through that, through his podcast, through our conversation with him, what it's actually like to live on the streets, which is a narrative that we don't hear, hear from often enough in sort of policy circles, um, around determining housing and homelessness policy. And you're relatively new to LA, moved here last year. What was the reason for the move and what do you think of LA so far? Yeah, that's right. I am pretty new to LA. I just moved here last August. I came to follow a job offer that my husband had to relocate us from Boston. And uh, it's been a great experience so far. I was really fortunate uh, myself to find new work pretty soon after moving here. It's been a great experience, first time being out on the West Coast. Um, as I think everybody who is new here will tell you, the weather's great, the food's great, people <laughs> are even better. It's, it's been really nice so far. And what was your strategy about picking a neighborhood to live in? Well, my husband and I wanted to be able to find an area in the city that um, would be kind of a convenient middle uh, area in terms of us commuting to different parts of the city, parts of the region for our job. So, you know, he works down in Manhattan Beach. Um, I didn't have a job yet when we signed on an apartment, but assumed I'd be working somewhere in the downtown general and downtown area, which turned out to be the case. And, you know, so that's a big distance to have to commute between. So we wanted to <laughs> find somewhere that'd be kind of a happy medium. And we ended up settling on a place in the mid-city area. And then in terms of the job you landed, you're at Southern California Association of Nonprofit Housing. And, and what kind of work are you doing day-to-day -day there? Yeah, that's right. So I was lucky to find a job here within a couple of weeks after moving to LA. And I head up our membership recruitment and engagement efforts. And I also lead our social media presence. And then when you look at nonprofits or maybe even organizations in general, when you look at their social media channels, their comms presence, what what kind of things turn you off? What kind of things do you wish people didn't do? Mm, that's a really interesting question. Of course, social media and how we communicate online can be a very uh, polarizing sort of presence. 
what I would say kind of turns me off about how some folks in this space or in other areas communicate on social media um, is definitely that kind of antagonizing, overly critical tone that some are very quick to take. Um, in particular, I think it can be very easy when the desire is to hold our elected officials accountable to promises they make as candidates and toward really uh, driving the, the deep change that we need on, on pressing issues to be uh, you know, overly sarcastic and, and, uh, and judgmental and critical of those who sometimes, maybe not often enough, but for the most part are doing what they can or, or, or trying to, to make a positive impact. Yeah, then, you know, last thing, I was talking to a couple of the, the fellows at our event we had last Saturday, just about 2020 politics, those kind of things. When you think about what you're paying attention to, what you're looking at closely in the next you know, eight, nine months as we go up to November, do you find yourself paying most attention to the presidential races, local stuff? What's keeping your attention? I would say right now I'm paying most attention to the presidential race. It's something that I happen to be doing some volunteer workarounds. I've been following closely since, you know, I guess the the campaign officially and the campaign season officially started well over a year ago. Uh, hard to believe that it's been going on that long. Um, but I would definitely say that's what I'm paying the most attention to right now, given it's 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 just incredible impacts that the outcome of the November election will have on all of us, especially the most vulnerable among us all over the country. Um, but, you know, that being said, I would say that, you know, we can't, we can't afford as, as a society to overlook the races going on around the country at every level of government, you know, from our Congress, through our state legislatures, down to our city councils, every single um, elected office has the impact to, has the ability to drive important press and change. And for that matter, overlooking any of these important races could uh, lead to some, you know, pretty unfortunate results in our communities. Well, listen, thanks for coming on. We're so glad you're in the group. We definitely appreciate your perspective on everything. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Zag. Make sure to download and subscribe so you can catch up on all the past episodes from the last couple of weeks. It features all of our engaged fellows, but also our institute fellows. So basically all the amazing progressive leaders in the city right now in our NLC family. Check them out. SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, they're all there. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.